Shalom to all. Today's office Kalim Daf Nun Beis, and we are starting Nun Aleph on Beis on the bottom with the brand new Halacha, Halacha Vav, and in the Vilna Tzur Zadaf, it's on Chav Zayin Amud Aleph. And today's Daf is sponsored Lili Nishmas, Maris Miriam Sarah Basar Biakiv Maisha, Her Nishama should have an Aliyah. And Misha tells us, a person is walking through his vineyard, and some sort of seed falls from him. Let's say he's carrying a bag of wheat kernels, and he realizes there was a hole in the bag, and some wheat dropped out into his kerem. Where they came out with the fertilizer, somehow some wheat kernels, or could be some other men for that matter, was mixed into his fertilizer and he used it to fertilize his kerem, or is mixed into the water. Another scenario, he was planting a different min. Again, we're using wheat. And the wind blew some kernels behind him into his kerem. In all these scenarios, mutter, that which grows is mutter, because he didn't have intention to plant it. Now, let's say the wind blew the kernels in front of him, so he technically was able to see them. Says, Imasavim, if they grew to the stage of Asavim, of grasses, Yoifach, he just has to turn them over, and now they're not going to grow anymore. Vim Aviv, if they grew a little bit more to the point where the kernels started forming, Yinapets, he has to shake out the kernels and scatter them. Vim Havia Dagon, and if it already started growing as grain, meaning the kernels reached a third of the regular growth, Yudalik, so then everything has to be burned. Now the Gemara begins by focusing on this last case of the Mishnah, where we differentiate between the wind blowing the seeds behind him versus in front of him. So no on top, the Gemara says, Amra Blazar, Masnisa, what's our Mishnah talking about? Where he was standing in a white field, which means he's standing in his field of grain, and the wind blew his kernels into his kerem, which was nearby. However, Abzair asks on what Reb Blazar was saying, trying to clarify, what's being said over here? Or Abzair's question is, is does Reb Blazar mean that this differentiation is only when he's in a field of grain, but if he was in a kerem, even if the wind blew them behind him, it's Asr, or if the wind blows it behind him, even if he's in the Kerem, it's Mutter. I think Mar just speaks this out. In Tamer, if you're going to say, Ba'amid Balavon, then this only applies if he's standing in the field of grain, Habiste Kerem, Lai. But that means if he's standing in his vineyard, so then even if the wind blows it behind him, it would still be Asr. Whereas in Tamer, if you want to say that when the wind blows it behind him, it's permitted, even when he's standing in his Kerem, so then he hada, he hada, it's the same din whether he's standing in his Kerem or if he's standing in his Stay Lavan. So what's the answer? Let's learn from the following. If someone's planting a different min and the wind blows it behind him, mutter is permitted because he's an Ines. Now, Manan Kaiman, what are we referring to here? If we're talking about that he's standing in his vineyard, he's being over in Avera by planting a different min in his Kerem. And you're saying that that which grows now is permitted because he didn't see the wind blow behind him? It must be that we're talking about that he's standing in his field of grain, and the wind blew behind him into his vineyard. But if he was standing in his vineyard and he was planting a min that he wasn't allowed to plant, even if the wind blew behind him, it's still usher. Now, at the end of the Mishnah, we had said, and we mentioned three different stages of what he has to do. So, Abzair says in the near of Shem ben Lakesh, who says, if when he got there, he saw that they had grown to the stage of grasses, he just has to turn them over. And what does that mean? That everything here is permitted. And he just has to make sure that it doesn't grow any more, and that's why he turns them over. Whereas when the Mishnah says, if it reached the stage of Aviv, then he has to scatter the kernels which began growing. What does that mean? The stalk itself is permitted. Whereas the grain, meaning these little kernels, they're Asr, and that's why they have to be scattered. And what we said in the Mishnah, if it grew to the stage of Dagon, which is a third of its regular growth, it has to be lit. That means everything here growing is Asr. 
However, Biechen Rabbi Biechen argues, and he says, Hakol Asr, in all these stages, no matter if it's in the stage of Asavim, or in the stage of Aviv, or in the stage of Dagon, everything's Asr. So now we ask in Rabbi Biechenon, Mao Hadad Taninon, how do we understand that which we learned in the Mishnah, Im Asavim Yufach, Im Aviv Yinapetz, Vim Hevia Dagan Tidalik? It seems to be that we're giving three different categories for a reason, and therefore it kind of makes sense to say, like Rick Shlakesh, that sometimes part of it, or maybe all of it, is going to be Mutter. So my answer is no, Kahit Tanin Taman, it's like we learned later on, Ha'arlo Vikila Kerem, when we have something that has a status of Arla, or something that has a status of Kalayim Bekerem, and has to be destroyed, Es Shadarke Lusarif Yusarif, something which is normal to be burned, should be burned, and that's referring to food, Es Shadarke Likover Yikover, something which is normal to bury, that's buried, which is referring to liquids, and that's what I'm just talking about over here, Kornt Rabbi Yechanan. It's just telling us practically, this is what people usually do with it. If it only grew to the stage of Asavim, then he just has to turn it over, it's not going to grow anymore, and of course it's going to be Asr, and if it reaches the stage of Aviv, so then he has to scatter the kernels, but again, everything's still Asr, and it's only when it reaches the stage of Dagon, he would burn it, because that's what's normal to do with Dagon. And continue to talk about this, Rav Yaakov Ba'idi says, B'Shem Rav Shimon ben Lakish, Pa'amim Sha'akashin Mutarin Dagon Asr, sometimes the stalk is going to be Mutter, and the grain that grows from the stalk is going to be Asr, whereas Pa'am Sha'akashin Asurin Dagon Mutter, sometimes it's the other way around, the stalk that's growing is going to be Asr, but the grain that's growing on the stalk is going to be permitted. Hey Chavida, how is this done? Meaning, where do we see this? So Zara Beheter Vesika Chagabov, if he had planted this wheat Beheter, and then he took some grape vines and he was Mesakech them on top of this grain. So in this scenario, Nun Bezon Bezon Atap, Hakashin Mutarin, Vadagan Asr. The stalk is going to be permitted and the grain is going to be Asr. The stalk's permitted because it grew Beheter, and the only thing that grew Beisr is the grain itself. Whereas let's say Zara Beisr, he planted it Beisr, which means he planted it underneath grape vines, and then the stalk grew, and just before the kernels started growing, the heavier Asaschach, he took away the schach, meaning he took away the vines. So in this case, it's all the way around. Hakashan asurin, the stalks are asur, vahadagan mutter, and the grain itself is permitted because it didn't grow with grapes on them. And Rabbi Zeir Abayr, Rabbi Zeir asked the following, Nicha, it's good to say that hakashan mutarin vahadagan asur, that the first case of the stalks being permitted and the grain being asur, that makes sense because everything started growing better and he only placed the vines on top of it later. But hakashan asurin vahadagan mutter, how can you say the second case makes sense? That the stalks are going to be asur because they grew be'esur, and the grain is going to be mutter because by the time the kernels started growing, the vines were removed. That doesn't make sense. Gadol mitaych iser. It grew through iser. Vatamrit mutter, and you're saying it's mutter? And where's Reb Zayir's question come from? Reb Zayir kedaite. Reb Zayir's l'shitasai. Don Reb Zayir b'shem Reb Yenison. Reb Zayir says the name Reb Yenison. Basal shakile akerem. An onion that has a status of kalayim bekerem, and therefore it's aser sheikroi that he uprooted it ushsalai and he replanted it somewhere else. Afilu of kama even if it grew a lot, meaning even if the new growth was far more than the usser growth, usser it's still usser. She'en gidulei isser, malinus isser, because something that grows from something that's usser can't be male, which means it can't be mevatel, the usser part of it, and therefore everything's usser, and this is where Abzair's question comes from. And moving on to the last halacha in the parak, halacha zayin. The Mishnah tells us, hamakayim kaitzim bekerem, someone who maintains thorns growing in his vineyard. He allows these thorns to grow. Reb Lezer amakidesh, Reb Lezer says everything here is usser, the only thing that would be usur is if it's something that's normal to be makayim to maintain. And since it's not normal to maintain thorns, these thorns, and by that same token as karim, are not going to be usur. And the Gemara is going to explain why your blazer are asur. We continue, These three types of minim, and any type of zera which is like them, they're not kalayim bekerem because these are not normal things to maintain. Another min, a canvas or cannabis, which is translated as hemp, 
kalayim. Rav Tarfan says it's not considered kalayim because people don't maintain it. The chum say it is kalayim because people will maintain it. And another min, vakinros, often translated as artichoke, kalayim bekerem, that is kalayim bekerem. Now the Gemara explains Shitas Rablazer, Am Rabavo Rabavo says, Time Rablazer, what's Rablazer's reasoning? That if a person's makayim thorns in his kerem, that's aser, shekain makayim and asan ligmalim baravya, because people will maintain thorns for their camels in Arabia. This is used as camel food, perhaps that's why camels are so grumpy because they eat thorns, but since this is a normal thing to maintain in Arabia, then even if he's not in Arabia, according to Rablazer, if he maintains these thorns, they're going to be aser. Whereas according to the Chachamim, it's only if he's in Arabia and he maintains them, so then they're going to be aser. But if he's not in Arabia, maintaining them is not a normal thing, and they're not going to be aser. Now we further define these meaning that we mentioned in the Mishnah, Ha'iros is Irsia, Hakisos is Kisusa, Vishashanas Hamelach is Krinton. Now going on to other meaning, Hakanim reads, Vihaagin and certain type of bushes, Vihavered and rosebush, Vihatadin and a certain type of thorn bush, Men Elon, these are types of trees, Vihainan Kalayim Bekerem, and therefore there's no Isra of Kalayim Bekerem with them. Whereas Hashifa, Vihachitin, Vihagemi, Usha'ar Kalagdel and Bafar, all these types of minim and other things that grow in an afar, which is like swampy marshland, min deshaim, they're considered like desha, and therefore the proper girsa is vehain kilayim bekerem. They are kilayim bekerem. But now the Gemara asks on this min that we mentioned previously called atad, which we had said is an elon. Nun These are different types of deshaim. Hakinras vachalama vahatamua vehaatad. So we see that atad is classified as a desha and not as an elon. So it should be kilayim bekerem. So my answer is no. Taman lebracha. Over there, that's talking about making a bracha on it. The kanla kalayim over here, we're talking about kalayim. What does that mean? So atad doesn't really grow any sort of fruit. And there is some sort of berry that grows on it. However, since it's not really a normal type of fruit, it's perhaps a byproduct of it. If one were to eat this berry that grows on the atad, he would not make a priya eats. He would say barimine deshaim. But in regards to the classification of the atad itself, it's considered a tree. And therefore, it's not kalayim bekerem. So now Amr Abiyas, Rabbi Yisri says, Hada Amr, this tells us that es even though when you eat an esrog itself, you make a deshaim. you would say on its berries. Now, we don't know of any berries that grow on the esrog tree, but this could be referring to just as it starts sprouting. If a person would eat the esrog in that stage, he would make deshaim again, because that's not the normative fruit that grows, and therefore it gets a different bracha. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow with the conclusion of the parak, continue to talk about different minim and whether or not they're kalayim bekerem. For now, Everyone should have a wonderful day.